right, here we go. It's time once again for B Movie Bonanza. <laughs> <laughs> We got a classic for you today, folks. Bob Harris here from the 9790 KFGO. Along with Scott from 1019 Jack FM. And we are enjoyed, uh, we are joined or enjoyed by our special guest, Troy. How's it going, Troy? Hey, thanks for having me, you guys. Troy, of course, has that very famous podcast on our website, too, at KFGO.com on True Crime. Oh, yeah, Tales of True Crime. That's yeah. fun. Yeah, so keep an eye out for that, too. But right now, we're doing B-Movie Bonanza on the classic 1958 sci-fi thriller, The Blob with uh, Steve McQueen. Right, about a big ball of goo, not the 80s version with Kevin Dillon, and he, he wasn't a ball of goo. Uh, I had never seen the original. I'd only seen the remake and thought this would be fun to watch. Little uh, did I know that 28-year-old Steve McQueen plays a teenager in it. Yeah, could you believe that? And then the only other person you recognize in it is his girlfriend, and uh, Annette Croissant was Helen Crump in the old Andy Griffith show. So those are the two people that you recognize. That was Helen, huh? Yeah, that was Helen Crump. Well, in this, she's Jane, and we see Steve and Jane making out at the beginning of the movie. And then, yeah, of course, his name is Steve, by the way. Yeah, he's Steve in the movie, too. <laughs> right, but they credited him as Stephen in this movie. Stephen last, McQueen. Last time he ever did a movie, credited as Stephen McQueen. This was his first movie, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, first feature film, yeah. So they see this big shooting star or whatever, this meteor falling out of the sky, and they go to find it. But this old guy beats them to the punch. Unfortunately for him, he gets the big gelatinous ball of goo on his hand. And what I thought was funny is the old man looks exactly like Lloyd Bridges in Seinfeld when he plays uh, Mendelbaum, Mendelbaum. Oh, <laughs> I can see that now. I can see that now. The big eyebrows and the crazy hair. I couldn't get uh, Mendelbaum out of my head. So Stephen and and Jane they run in and they 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 grab this old dude and they take him to the doctor and by the time they get him the, this thing has taken over his entire arm and the doctor says Steve, why don't you go back where you found him and see if you can find anybody who can tell you what happened. I love that this is a small town and like everybody knows everybody by the first name. Like they run into the cop, they're, oh, hey, Dave. And they're like, hey, Steve. And they just like, everybody knows everybody in the movie. And then Dr. Hallen, oh, uh, please go get the nurse. We have to amputate. <laughs> right. Right there in the house office. So the blob ends up absorbing the old man and the doctor and the nurse, they, they throw acid on it. That doesn't kill it. Doctor goes for the gun and whoop, Blob eats the nurse. Uh, and then when uh, Steve and Jane actually go back to the doctor's office, the Blob is attacking the doc. So this thing's just going on a rampage. And it's it turns the redder as, mm -hmm. as the movie goes on. And it gets bigger. Bigger every, and Every redder. time it consumes something, it gets a little bit bigger. So, you know, pretty soon it's the size of a car. And that's, that's right. And the size of a bus. And <laughs> well, now, it, one of the reasons we, have, we uh, asked Troy to come on, too, is he's got a little uh, connection to this movie in a way. Yeah, when you guys told me you were going to do The Blob, I was like, oh, my God, my grandpa owned the Downingtown Diner in Downingtown, Pennsylvania when this movie was filmed. And wow. my my uh, mom and my grandma grew up telling me this story, and I never knew if it was true or not. But as I got older, <laughs> I started um, doing some family tree research, and I discovered that pretty much everything they've been telling me all these years has, was true. My grandpa owned the Downingtown Diner, and the crew of the Blob came calling, and they said, we need a diner to film the climax of this movie in. It was made by this little low-budget Pennsylvania movie company. And uh, they rented out his diner for a pretty generous mm. fee, I'm told, and filmed the uh, big climactic wow. scene of the movie. And it looks basement. like what, one of those just small, narrow diners, kind of like Krolls almost. It looks like a, like a railroad car size. Yeah, yeah, like a streetcar-sized uh, diner. And I'm told the... 
the spot where the diner was is still there, and there is still a diner there. It's just not the same diner that it used to be back in the 50s. But I'm sure that gets a, lot of, a, a tourist location, people coming and seeing it as the original place where they filmed the block. <laughs> I don't know. Don't you think it would still I get would. attention? I would. It's a cult classic movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Put Absolutely. a little statue there in the blob and uh, take my picture with it. You know? Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. yeah. Th- this thing didn't get too... Too silly, actually. I thought it was pretty good. I thought I, I liked the the '80s version a little better because the effects were better in it. But but this one, it's such a squeaky clean, wholesome 1950s town. I just thought it was so much fun. You get a little bit of a hint about the Blob and what's how they get rid of it at the end here, because right. during the middle of the movie, uh, Steve McQueen and also Anita, uh, Anita, I should say, get hung up in the uh, in the freezer of her. Was it her dad's grocery store? His dad's. His dad's grocery store. And all of a sudden, as they're in there, they're howling and screaming for help, and the blob is coming underneath the door. Then all of a sudden, it goes back and sucks back up underneath the door and goes away again. So you got a little bit of a hint what was going to be coming up. Mm-hmm. But I love how the cops always never believe the teenagers. Ah, you kids. And the, the one, <laughs> oh, this is just a prank. Hard-nosed <laughs> officer Jim there, no matter how bad he gets it, these kids have got it out for me. They're just trying to make me look silly. <laughs> that was great. So they, they sneak out again after they get sent home to their parents, and they, they go to meet their teenage friends at the Spook Show, which is some all-night movie going on, and then they go running around to warn all the people in town. I thought the scene was funny where the teenagers go to the the adult drunken party and the guy's like, hey, we got Mr. and Mrs. Paul Revere here to warn us that the British are coming. And they all, ah, 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 <laughs> laugh at the teenagers. It's pretty funny, by the way, yeah. but when you when you look at the scene for the uh, for the for uh, everybody running from the theater, yeah. apparently you see like the same people running out like three, mm-hmm. four times mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. as they're all scattering, all with smiles on their faces, not tear cries of fear, but they're all smiling. <laughs> no, I didn't notice that. <laughs> or a good share of them, anyway. You know what's funny? The the uh, the movie Piranha, the the Piranha 3D that was remade back in oh, it was like 2016 or whenever it was. There are just massive scenes where the camera is panning across, and there's all this carnage. And apparently, they filmed it during a spring break. And the directors of the movie said, we had the greatest group of kids. He goes, because it would have been impossible to go through and make sure that everybody is staying in character. But he says, if you go through and watch that every frame, everybody looks terrified and is screaming. There's nobody like laughing or whatever, you know, which you probably would have been easy to do when you got that many teens. Everybody wants to be in the movies, be on TV. Right. I remember working at a video store back in the day when Mighty Ducks came out. And there used to be this girl that came in the video store every time. And she'd go, oh, you're watching Mighty Ducks. Hang on, hang on. My scene is coming up and she would always point out i'm the girl in the red sweater and you couldn't see her you couldn't make out the sweater but she would point at the screen and swear to god that was me that was me right there so yeah everybody wants to be on tv you know you mentioned this was steve mcqueen's first feature film stephen mcqueen i'm sorry yeah Uh, (laughs) right but he he had the option of taking 10 percent of the gross profits that's right or a straight flat fee he took the fee because it was like three grand or something like that yep and uh here grossed $4 $4 million. $110,000 to make, $4 million at the box office. Yeah, missed out on a big payday early in his career. He said, though, I had to have, I had to eat, I had to pay rent, and right? that's yeah. the only way you could get the money quickly. But they waited, they, but it was big, but they still waited 12 years to make Beware the Blob, which had uh, Larry Hagman in it <laughs> oh, in 1972. God. Oh, man. You know, I do remember they were originally co- going to call it the Molten Meteor, was right. originally yes, going to be the I name that, of I the Blob. You're right, yeah. And then they said it was supposed to be second on the bill it was supposed to be like the undercard movie and there was some other movie that was the main attraction and they put them out at the drive-ins and within a couple of weeks the blob had overtaken the main attraction and became the main 
main uh, uh, movie on the ticket. I did hear that too. I'm married a monster from outer space or something right. like that. Something like that, yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, the 50s would have been a wonderful time to grow up. <laughs> there was oh. also a talk of a Rob Zombie remake of this in 2009. He was talking about doing it, but that never came to pass. I don't know if that's still in the works or not. I might be all right with that. Yeah, I'm sure he'd I'd make probably it. probably be all right. He's done Gritty some pretty good hell. stuff. Some yep. pretty doggone good remakes. Uh, by the way, there's a song in this movie called Beware the Blob, right? <laughs> It was written by Burt Bacharach. No way. Yes. Burt Bacharach, and not Hal David, but Mac David, which Whoa. is Hal's older brother. Oh, God. And later on, Hal would join him for, a, for their duo it's as far as writing It's got kind of a cheesy team. bossa nova beat to it, <laughs> what you'd expect for a horror theme. Well, and you know, because my grandpa owned that diner where they filmed that big climactic scene of the movie, uh, my mom tells me that she she was uh, about I think four or five years old at the time, but she does have memories of getting invited to the premiere, and the whole family got to go to the premiere out east somewhere when That's the movie cool. debuted. So I thought that was pretty cool, and uh, you know, I own the DVDs now. Yep. Um, just to, as a thing, that's my red sweater. I can go look. My <laughs> grandpa owned that diner. Should we let? Should we? I mean, the movie is what sixty-two years old, something like that. Oh, you better give a spoiler alert. We, do we do the spoiler? Spoiler alert now and tell them okay. exactly what happens right. to so the blob. We've given you app time to shut off now if you don't want to know the ending. But they freeze the thing and they cart it off to the Arctic. And then they say, well, as long as the Arctic stays cold, we should be safe. Big dun, question dun. mark comes up on the screen. <laughs> and then what happens later? The remake finally comes. Right. Beware the blob. <laughs> Which is, you know what's funny? It came out in 72 and then they released it at the height. They re-released it at the height of the fame of Dallas. Uh, and it, it came out because Larry Hagman was not only in it, he directed it. So it came out with the tagline, it's the movie J.R. shot. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, dumb. What a horrible movie. I started watching that, and I found it on the computer someplace. Oh, Beware the Blob. Oh, just a horrible movie. And everybody was criticizing, saying everybody's on drugs in this film except <laughs> the cat. There's a kitty cat at the beginning credits. Everybody's on drugs but the cat. So I might have to pass that one then. Yeah, uh, I don't think so. But this one, if you have not seen... The original, The Blob from 1958. I give it two huge thumbs ups. This is a, this is a winner in my book. It's got one of my thumbs. Yeah, it gets both of mine. All uh, right. I mean, my grandpa owned the place, so yeah, <laughs> I got to give it two thumbs up. That's five thumbs. <laughs> yeah. All right. Very good. That's another B movie bonanza. I'm Bob Harris from the Mighty 790 KFGO. Make sure you search and uh, uh, how do you say subscribe to our podcast? Right. It's on Stitcher. It's on Google. It's on the the uh, iTunes. It's on Jack FM's page and. It's on the KFGO's page as well. All right. Thanks for joining us, Troy. Thanks for having me, guys. Good Good having you, buddy. That's it. See you next week.